Before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. If you're interested in starting your own podcast and you're not sure what platform to use, look no further than Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast today, and it gives you everything you need for free. You can edit your podcast, create artwork, and import your own music all from your mobile app. Another great feature of Anchor is that you don't have to worry about understanding how the RSS feed works and all the other technical difficulties that went into making a podcast back in the days. All you have to do is record your podcast and Anchor will send your episode out to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and others. If all that isn't enough, Anchor also gives you the opportunity to make money off your podcast. With no minimal listenership, you can start making money today by using ads. So this is what I need you to do. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Proverbial Life a podcast exploring the topic on how to bring glory to God in every area of the Christian life. I'm your host, Edwin Ramirez. Let's get it in for his name's sake. The proverbial life is a life lived for the glory of God in every area. Yeah. You know, and that's the Christian life, really. And so I wanted to have you on here, man, as a brother, chop it up and talk about music, talk about your walk, our walk with the Lord, and just really try to encourage the saints. So that being said, man, as we get started... Why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell us who Chris Jones is and, yeah, get the ball rolling. All right. Uh, my name is Chris Jones. I'm Christian rapper from Kentucky, which uh, my accent gives me away when I talk, but most people don't know that until they hear me talk. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we used to have uh, a bigger scene here, but it's kind of dwindled off, so it's, it's cool being able to connect with uh, – with other people within Christian hip hop through like reform bars and stuff like that. Um, I've released two albums, Christ Centric. Mano came out two years ago, and then we just released Trinity July 19th. Uh, but I've been doing Christian rap since 06. Um, I got saved as a 17 year old through actually Lecrae's music. I was listening to After the Music Stops. I was a teenager and I thought, man, this is dope music. And, uh, I just flipped my Bible to the red letters because I realized, like, I grew up in church but just didn't love God like he did. Mm. And I uh, just started plowing through Matthew. And sometime between Matthew, I read Matthew and Revelation. Sometime in there, I got saved and threw out all my secular CDs and yes. put out some, <laughs> some Christian rap mixtapes and then uh, dropped a couple out. Al- I dropped an album a couple of years, like 2010, and a few mixtapes in between. And then, um, uh, Actually, I had thought about hanging it up several times, just not really having much of a fan base, um, not really, you know, just felt like, man, I'm doing this in vain. Nobody's listening to it. And then Reform Bars came out of nowhere, and uh, I started just jumping in contests and fellowshipping with brothers who were listening to the same music I was. They were encouraging me, and uh, so just been kind of pressing on from there. Uh, besides that, besides the music, I am a... Uh, lay elder at my church, Shawnee Run Baptist, and um, then I'm married, got a wife, Kim, we got three girls, one girl on the way in November, so doing the dad life, doing the ministry life, um, yeah. doing the rap life, and then I also have a blog, 
uh, dwellwithchrist.com that I do some writing at too. So just kind of, kind of like you, I'm not a full-time pastor, not a lead pastor of a church. So I'm trying to serve in as many ways as possible. And uh, actually our lead pastor texted me today and he was like, no matter what God calls you to, you can't stop doing music because it's so good. And that was just really encouraging from him. So, you know, just trying like you out here trying to serve in any way possible, uh, especially through music, but toying with the writing, doing some more preaching and stuff like that. So it's been really, God's been really good over the past 12, 13 years. Man, that's encouraging, brother. Praise God, man. Yeah. A lot of similarities, man, in uh, some of our, some of your, some of your, uh, where the Lord brought you from, a lot of similarities. Um, it's funny. I was laughing. It's funny. You said you threw out a lot of your uh, old school rap. I, I remember doing the same thing, bro. Yeah. I had, I had Wu-Tang. I had Pac. I had Biggie. I had the locks. And I just said, man, like I'm a Christian now, you know, yeah. like I love the Lord, man. As a matter of fact, I didn't even throw mine out. I gave them to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any better, you know. I said, "Man, I don't want them. You take them." Yeah. Um, so that's what's up, man. And then um, preaching at the church, and you got your blog. Uh, I definitely want to put a link below for people to follow your blog. Um, yeah, I'm dabbling. I'm dabbling in writing as well. Um, yeah. You know, and just that for me, man. The writing is uh, the blog is an opportunity for me to grow in that craft. Yeah. You know, um, but. It's, it's nothing that, in my opinion, I feel like I'm particularly gifted in. Uh-huh. Like, it, 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 writing comes really hard for me. Um, but if I get instrumental, it, that's like the easy, it, it just flows like butter. It's just so much smoother than it is yeah. just to sit down and write, you know? Um, so that's what's up, man. So so that's, that's who you are. Um, you kind of briefly touched on this, but what are some things you're, like, particularly passionate about? So uh, it's funny. Um, my my particular passions, obviously, I love I like preaching a lot. That's actually one of the one of my favorite things to do. But I also read a ton. So I do a ton of book reviews. If you follow me on Goodreads, um, I, I do a lot of that. But my my main passion outside of those things is actually making beats. So I would rather make the beats and let somebody else rap on them. I, I rap. I have. And uh, I, I started out making beats so I could rap and then started realizing, yo, I love making beats. I love getting a sample, chopping it. I love composing. That's I've kind of moved into a phase where I'm doing some more compositions and stuff lately, just trying to do sample free. But uh, that's probably that's my main hobby. And it has been since 01. So before I even got saved, I was on FL3 just in the basement every weekend, just making beats. And it kind of kept me out of trouble. But um, that yeah, that's that's probably my like main passion outside of like reading and preaching. Yeah, that's what's up. So now on Trinity, are, are the instrumentals on there predominantly yours? I produce everything on Trinity, everything on Maino. Wow, that's awesome, man. So. That's cool. So what? So tell us, tell us a little bit about Trinity. What? And then and then tell us the difference between Trinity and Maino. Okay, so Trinity, it's it's funny. It, it's been in the works for about two years. And songs like Born Again were actually, I actually wrote that song, most of it, about a year ago, over a year ago when my daughter was born and had just been sitting on it. Ruach is an old song. I've performed it at concerts before. Um, I'm trying to think. The beginning, the first track, that's kind of an older song. But what basically what it is, is 
I had just been writing music um, just about different aspects of who God is within relation to the Trinity. And the project actually started out as it was going to be called Landscape and it was going to be a biblical theology type album. But with Brendel putting his out, I just didn't feel like I needed to, to travel down that road. His album was super long. And I was just like, you know, there's no reason for me to jump in on that. So what I did is instead of doing the biblical theology route, I decided I would take a, a manual approach of practical theology, but with the rich theology of the Trinity. And obviously I, I would like to, I've, I've toyed with the idea of either putting out an extended version or like a part two. There's a lot of stuff I couldn't even touch. I mean, really, if you listen to Trinity, the, the goal was to just show how the triune God intersects everyday life. So while there is doctrine, I hope that what you walk away with is like, this is how the, the, the Holy Spirit, this is how the Son, this is how the Father can enter into my life and draw me to worship, draw me to, to trust in him more. Not, here's James White, Forgotten Trinity on CD. You know, because right. I'm not that type of rapper. I can do it, but I, that's not what I want to be as an artist. Yeah, that's good, man. And I love, man, it's crazy. I think the first Christian rap, a matter of fact, I know, the first Christian rapper I heard was um, LaVarcier. LaVarcier? Yeah, I like him. Yo, that for y'all. Voice, man. Yo, that album, I forget the name of it, bro, but um whatever album it was, bro, when I didn't know about I didn't know anything about Lecrae. Um and then I heard about Richie Rich. Yeah. And I, I really wasn't feeling him like that. Um, but it was cool to see, all right, boom. So now you got Lavarcier, you got Richie Rich, and then I came across the truth. And uh, that's that's my all time favorite CHH artist, man. Um, you know, and so I really was he's he's from Philly, I'm from New York, and so he got that kind of New York flow. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's what's up, man. So how how long um how long did it take for the I know you said it had been like two years some of those songs have been sitting, but like in, in all, how long did it take you to really kind of come to the conclusion that this is what it's gonna be titled, this is the the vision and the direction of this album and then kind of piecing it all together. What was that whole process like Tom Rise? Uh I mean honestly it was probably I'd say it's probably a year and a half, but once I got once I decided like this is Trinity, this is the project I want to drop, I probably finished it in three to four months. Mm. The thing is I'm always making music. I've got I've got two albums in the works now that may never be heard, but I'm already working on stuff. I, I always work on music. And the thing about being a producer is if I'm really feeling a beat, my mic is right there. So I start writing, start recording. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lot of what happened in Trinity. It was not like I sat down at first and said, I'm going to put out an album on the Trinity. It was more of, I like this sample, I like this beat. I wrote to it, and then I started realizing there's a theme here. I'm talking about each person of the Trinity, and that's. But really, pr- probably from it was in my goals for the year. So like December, I had written out I want to finish Trinity. So six months max. But really, I started hammering away on it April, and May, getting the mix mastered out there. So um, yeah, it was it was different. Mano Mano was one of those albums I put together. As Mano, I put it together. It was it was a cohesive project from the start. Trinity is more of a compilation that turned into a cohesive album. Yeah, and that's I what's like up. how it turned out. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. And I love what you said earlier. You said because it reminded me of like um, I don't know, reminded me of like the Institutes 
or even um, like John Owen. You know, like they would, they took, I don't know, a lot of people think that like those names and those theologians are just so like high tower that they're yeah. not practical. And man, they are so practical, bro. Like um, I know Calvin in the Institutes like goes in on the Trinity and how like they're relational. And we can we can know God intimately, you know, as a result of their being of who you know who they are. So it's it's super dope, man, to see you give a practical theology on the Trinity. That's what's up. Yeah, and I've been I've read pieces of communion with the Triune God over the years. I've read spiritual mindedness and, and Owen, like you said, he's a Trinitarian theologian. Right. Yeah. So everything you get is Trinitarian, but also practical. Yeah, and that really helps. And I'm right now. I'm even reading uh, "Watchfulness" by Brian Hedges, and it's got tons of John Owen in it, and it's super mm. practical. It's one of the most practical books I've ever read. And I, I think, like you said, read when you read the Puritans. If you get past the theology, because they always open up with theology, but they dive right. deep into practice. And if you keep reading, you'll find the practical. And that's they helped me a lot. Richard Sibbs, as I mentioned, yeah. Mano, he helped me a lot with with even the Trinity project. So yeah, I mean, I love the Puritans for that. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. That's what's up, man. So we kind of touched on this too, but if you could kind of just pinpoint it, um, you know, what, what is it, you know, and just, just keep it 100, man. Um, what is it the Lord has been doing in your life? Maybe the past year or so, like really just zeroing in on in your walk with the Lord. The biggest thing is is meditation, and it's something that it's it's a theme that I think is going to come. It's going to keep going in my life, but I go through spurts. Like when I was working on Maine, I was really heavy in meditation. But then two more kids, or a kid later, and a kid on the way later, life's busier, and I can't get up at five a.m. like I used to because I'm tired at night, or I'm got ministry stuff. And I'm, one one of the things God is showing me is no matter how busy life gets no matter how much music I need to put out no matter how much preaching I need to do I've got to set aside time for meditating Psalm 1 the blessed man meditates day and night he doesn't read day and night he doesn't read books day and night he meditates on God's law his word and just being reminded there's that's the basics that's the foundation that's that's what's going to make my writing better that's what's going to make my music better that's what's going to make me better husband father teacher everything and just over the past year, just kind of getting getting back to focus on that because it's easy to get sidetracked on meditation. And guys like us that have preached that no theology, you can wing it. You can always have something to say in a conversation. But, it's, it, you know, I want my soul to be nourished in that. And so I think that's the biggest lesson. Uh, another lesson God has really been working in me is watchfulness. And that I've been reading this Hedges book for probably eight months. And it's a small book. Normally I plow through. But... Um, has been taking notes and slowing down because watchfulness is so important. And as I'm looking at all these dudes falling away, Joshua Harris, when I see a dude like, um, what's his name that that wrote the spirit art of Zerdia, when I see dudes like that falling into adultery, I see all this Hebrew Israelism. I've got to be reminded, yo, I'm only at year 13 of my walk. These dudes are falling away at year 20, 25. So what am I going to do to stay faithful? And it's got to be rooted in watching over my soul, meditating, seeking the Lord, keeping watch over the small stuff. Um, just this morning, I was reading in watchfulness. It's small sins that lead to the big ones. It's those yes. extra glances that lead to adultery. And John Owen says it. I think it's, it's like whatever the smallest sin is, it wants to be the worst it can be. 
and just reminding myself, like, I got to watch that because if I don't, that will happen. And these dudes yes. are living proof that it can happen, you know, so. Yes. Yeah, no, that's good, man. That's huge, bro. That's so huge. That's that's something, man. It's, it's crazy. You mentioned meditation has been something that the Lord has really been working on me with. I preached this past Sunday at my church and um, I don't know, man, it's something about the 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 this preparing and the this this the soberness of knowing that you're going to open your mouth on God's behalf and speak forth his word that that slows you down and puts things in perspective you don't you know like a true preacher man a, a Christian man when they speak before the Lord you know they're not they're not thinking to themselves I'm gonna kill it you know what I'm saying like unless they're real young in the faith but really it's like Lord I'm so weak you know my weaknesses, you know my frailty, Lord. I want to get the text right and I want to preach it passionately and I want to be humble and I want to glorify you. And I notice, man, like I'm I'm better I'm a better Christian when I stop and meditate on the word of God. Like I'm I'm a I'm a better husband, I'm a better father, I'm a better employee, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just because like you feel like you just you feel like you're walking in the spirit, bro. Like you just like you, you're you're very mindful of God and watchful, like you're saying, you know, you're aware and you're paying attention and you're examining yourself. So that's what's up, man. That's that. And this, the, the Puritans going back to the Puritans like Thomas Watson and them would always say, especially Thomas Watson, he would say like meditation is the key like to spiritual growth. You know, and like you said, man, we want to read books and that's fine. That's good. And we want to, you know, plow through other stuff. But, man, we have so much knowledge. And if we're not meditating on it, man, that stuff doesn't really germinate our hearts, man, yeah. and take root. So that's that's what's up, man. So meditation, um, yeah, I would say the same thing, bro. Um, and and it's crazy, man. I think it's, very, it's, it's obviously sobering to see when others... Um, who you would consider stronger than you or more mature than you fall away or, or fall into egregious sin. And man, that joint humbles me, bro. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking to myself, Lord, if, if, if it wasn't for you keeping me, God, you know what I'm saying? And like me and me, like diligently not putting myself in certain positions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, man, it's the little things, bro. It it's the scrolling up and down through Instagram. Yep. It's the look at you know what I'm saying? Like looking at them stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be watchful, bro. And if not, you're gonna be that used to be. You know, I used to be somebody who meditated on the word. I used to be someone who read, you know, Puritan books and used to pray and used to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so now that's what's up, man. That that's that's a blessing for us to to meditate on for sure, man. So what do you think? Um, what do you think is next for you, man? Uh, as far as music goes, I'm, I've got a beat tape that's just sitting, waiting to be mm. mastered. So I just need to get that out. Uh, we've got some new stuff coming at Christ Centric. Actually, so I was at the Wrath and Grace conference last weekend. Yes, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, we got to meet, got to meet Will. Well, I've already met Will, but I got to meet Jose and Strack for the first time. And nice. we actually went out, we sat down, we talked about a game plan, um, Christ-centric. We're, we're actually going to be doing some some stuff, 
you'll start to see it. I got a video coming out in the next couple of days. Um, we've got some some other projects in the works behind the scenes. We're just trying to build that uh, that presence back up for Christ centric. So I'm excited about that. And then as far as um, as far as ministry side of things, I'm hoping to be preaching more. I've got some opportunities in my my local community to do that. Want to keep up with the writing. Uh, I notice, like with you, I, I keep up with your writing on the social justice and stuff. And those are some of the things I want to write about just so I can get my thoughts out, so I can meditate yeah. more. So I, I would really like to do that. I got several ideas for books, and people keep mm-hmm. telling me write a book. So Lord willing, next couple of years, I may have a book coming out. Um, and then just continually just reading, man. I, between making beats and reading, I've got plenty to, to do. Yeah. Uh, as a producer, man, I'm really so I'm wanting to grow in in just composition. So I know that boom bap East Coast is very sample based, but there's a new movement within hip hop of sample creation. Companies who are putting out sample packs. I want to try to get into that market a little bit. And even if it's not selling the packs, I want you to listen to my music and not know if it was sampled or if it was played live or if it's a mixture. Um, mm. And with Trinity. Uh, I actually had some royalty-free stuff that I purchased and mixed in, but then with my little flavor added. Um, so, so for instance, like Ruach, I added some some of those little vocals. Those are my vocals that I added. Mm. Uh, I chopped those up, added some some sounds around it. So I'm I'm just really wanting to grow as a producer because I think mm. Christian hip hop needs East Coast. It needs boom bap, but in order to break into that, there have to be some artists that are kind of in between that are some some little bit of trap, a little bit of that thick composition sound or some of that thinner commercial stuff and kind of a gateway drug to the to the strat into the mm. Christ centric cuz I think I think that's where I fit in is I'm kind of in the middle. I'm from the south. I started out making south music. I like trap beats. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's why you got trap elements on Trinity. So just trying to figure out like how can I bridge that gap as a producer. So Mm. Um, yeah, man, those are kind of my bigger focuses for music and stuff like that. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. There's, there's definitely a lot to do, man. But you know? I'll tell you this too: I love lo-fi hip hop, like them study beats. So definitely, <laughs> definitely want and plan on dropping some of those too. So, so that's the weird thing about me. I like, I like every, like all types of hip hop. So yeah. So I'm, but I really love jazz and I love lo-fi hip hop. So I yeah. don't really listen to Christian rap a whole lot. I don't listen to hip hop a whole lot. I just listen to jazz all day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I love so. listening to the lo-fi in the background. Yeah. That's what's up. That's good. That's yeah. good, man. That's good, brother. Get my Miles um, Davis on too. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's what's up, brother. Um, yeah. That's what's. That's good, man. Yeah. Um, what is it? What is it? Well, let me ask you this, um, just on the music thing, real quick. What do you? This is really, this is really like out of the blue. Okay. What, but what? Do, what are your thoughts on? Because I keep, I keep hearing this name pop up, and um, what are your thoughts on individuals like NF? So like that, that kind of not, not particularly like, you know doctrinally heavy in their bars but profess to be Christian-ish like what are your thoughts on that kind of that lane like do you think 
artists need to be Jesus, 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 doctrine, 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 or like I'm a Christian and I'm just trying to produce good music, period. So, so NF, so we'll start with NF and then I'll branch out. So NF is a really dope artist. I like, like when I play his music, I think the dude is super talented. Sounds a lot like Eminem, so I kind of get an Eminem fix. Yeah, yeah. And his beats are always banging. I I can't complain about NF. Obviously, he doesn't do Christian doctrinal hip hop, mm-hmm. but he's also not tearing people down with his music. Uh, so I'm cool with it. To branch out further, I don't. I've always been the dude that listened to Theory Has It and Braille. Mm-hmm. And some of those dudes from Elect, Omega Watts, and them dudes that never spit about Christ, really. They might throw a spiritual bar in or mention God. I'm not trying to force anybody into a certain lane as long as they're not spitting, like, wicked music. And I I don't like boastful rap. I think it's just dumb. So I think if you're a Christian and you're boasting about how dope you are, that's annoying. But I, I don't know. I'm the type of dude, I, as long as you're putting out music that's beneficial, that sounds good, and you're not antagonizing the church, you're not dissing other people, uh, then I'm cool with it. I think there was a time where a bunch of artists were dissing us, like, you're corny if you do it this way. That's not cool. I think if you're going to if you're gonna do your thing, do it. Uh, one of my favorite rappers right now is Toby Nwigwe. I think that's how you yeah, say Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude's a professing believer. Never yeah. he talks about God some, but it's not doctrinal rap. But the dude is insane. <laughs> no, so, he's a beast. So I'm not mad at anybody who does that. Solomon yeah. wrote thousands of songs about a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah. I think it's cool. Just don't diss the church. Don't bash other Christian rappers. And I think I think so let me say this too. I was behind what Shy was about on Random Thoughts Three because he was addressing a specific situation. And uh, but at the same time, I don't think that every artist has to do what we do. I just don't. And I'm not mad at people who don't. Yeah, no, that's good. And that, and that's so my philosophy is, man, like this is this is what I do. Like for Edwin, you know, for his namesake, what I love to do is I want to talk about Christ. I want to talk about the church like I want. I want the lyrics. I want it to be distinctly Christian. That's just me. Like that's how I roll. Like that's, you know, what I'm saying. So like, and I and I've really wrestled with this throughout the years because even in my blogs, you know, there's times when I want to write about something like just discipline, you know, the importance of time management and things like that. But the preacher in me, bro, like, like I, I like for me, for me, I really want to help people and say, look, all right. Let's let's look at these spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of just generalizing it, let's let's really focus in on your soul, and then and then from there, let's look at the practicality in your life. You know what I'm saying? And, and but yeah. there's people, but there's people who are the opposite, and they're professing Christians. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, obviously we know people by their fruit, but. The Lord has, I feel, man, the Lord has people in different lanes. And I want to be mindful, man, not to judge the Lord's servants. And unless, unless, like you said, they're blasting the Lord, they're blasting his church, they're they're living double-minded, you know what I'm saying? Like they're living yeah. in contradiction to what they profess. Um, then then I'm a little more leery. So I, I feel you the same thing with music, man. Like everything we do, we're to do for the glory of God. 
I think, man, we can live lives that honor God without having to feel like we always have to do this or it's not done the right way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you. Those are some of my thoughts on that as well, man. Yeah. And one of my biggest pet peeves, and I I think I like that Jay Monty addressed it uh, in his song, Bad Roommates. I'm cool if you, but don't like Toby Nwigwi and some of these cats are not playing off the CHH fan base. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Like don't, Mm -hmm. don't diss CHH. And call us corny, call us whack, but then that CHH fan base is the one coming to all your shows and buying all your albums. Yeah. Right. And I think I think some dudes have have stepped back a little bit, have put Christ back into their music, have embraced their Christian audience again, and I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm I think that was a lesson learned. Uh, at least I hope it was. And, my, and that's my thing. Like. If you're if you're gonna diss the church, then don't go to churches and do concerts. Um, if you're gonna diss Christian hip hop fans for holding you to what you said in your old music, then don't come to don't be on Rapzilla, don't be at Christian events blowing up, you know. And I think again, it's getting better. I haven't really unless I'm just not seeing it, like nobody's really beefing about that stuff anymore. It was kind of a phase, it kind of phased out. And I think we're back on track of there's going to be your propagandas and your theory has it type dudes right. who just do it out there. And then there's going to be Shylin, Timothy Brindle, Christ-centric dudes who do Romans Project and, and you know, so right. James Project. So I think that's cool. And I, I like all of it as long as it's good music. Yeah, that's what's up. Yep, I agree, man. Um, so two, two more things, man. Um, what do you, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, but if you would, and I want to put this in the show notes as well, but what are you reading? What are you studying? Um, right now um so just picked this up yesterday yeah. so christian in complete armor gonna work through that slowly i read a ton of books so i'm just gonna give you a little summary so christian yeah. in complete armor watchfulness by brian hedges devoted to god by st Clair ferguson um and then so that's really kind of my big three right now that i'm trying to work through and then i'm reading tech watch family so another so another random thing about me I actually write book briefs for a company called Accelerate Books. And the book I'm briefing this month, I do a book a month, is uh, Tech Watch Family by Andy Crouch. So every month I get to read some good book and write a summary of it. So I'm working through that. Next month I'll be working through uh, Wordsmithy by Douglas Wilson. I love that book, man. So I'm pretty pumped about that because it's a writing book for writers. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I love that book, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's my little manual. That's good. Yes, I can't wait. And then scripture-wise, man, I I like to hit a proverb every day, uh, whatever the day of the month is. And then I've I've been working through Luke, but um, I'm actually in 1 Kings now. So just piecing my way through that because I I was on a Bible reading plan, kind of fell off a little bit. And, but I want to get in First Kings, and so I'm just kind of piecing my way through that, um, meditating on it. Because one thing is it's easy to read four chapters, but it's not easy to remember four chapters. So I'm sure. slowing down, just hitting one chapter a day or half a chapter a day and trying to soak in that message. Because I, I want to be more familiar with the Old Testament, so that's kind of why I'm in First Kings. Number one, as a preacher, I want to preach more from the Old Testament. But two... Yeah got hebrew israelites you got all these people coming from the old testament the puritans came from the old testament and i think we've got to be stronger in this generation of getting back to the the old testament scriptures that make up the majority of the bible amen yeah man that's good brother that's good um 
All right, brother. Leave us, leave us, if you would, man. Um, just with one piece of advice to encourage us, um, exhortation, anything that you would just kind of, if you were sitting in front of a brother and just wanted to spur him on in his faith, what would be the one thing you could just share to help build his faith up in the Lord and tell him to keep pressing on, keep whatever, you know? I think my biggest thing would be to commit yourself to meditating on something from the Bible every day. Whether it's a verse, whether it's a, a chapter, a section, whether it's reciting and rehearsing memorized scripture, just slowing down for five minutes at, you know, two minutes, slowing down and thinking about something scriptural. Because I think as I'm reading Tech Wives Family, as I'm reading Watchfulness, what I'm realizing with myself is I'm distracted. We're a very distracted generation. And the only way we're going to get our hearts and minds set and focus on God is to nudge ourselves. The Tech Watch family used the word nudge. We've got to nudge ourselves to think about God. And so what that means is stopping every day at a set time or before you go to bed or at lunch or every time I drive or every time I shower, I'm just going to put everything else away and meditate because when we read scripture from Genesis to Revelation, you see meditating or you see a call to not forget. You see a call to remember. You see a call to trust. You can't do that if you're not meditating, because if it goes in one ear and out the other, then the world is what you're meditating on. And I kind of hit on that in the song mindset. So it's kind of been a theme for years. But but how can how can you be a strong Christian if you are distracted 24 seven? Mm. And, you know, meditation heals that. And uh, if you could put this in the show notes, I'll, I'll send you a link to it. But there's a really good Joel Beakey sermon on sermon audio about meditation. He just kind of walks through the hindrances, the different types. And I think that sermon needs to be a once a year, once every six months or once every three months sermon that you just listen to. Because we've got a meditation is just something that's fallen in our in our generation, in our culture as Christians. And that's why we're so weak and shallow and we can't discern. So. Yeah, that that would be my big thing, and that's what I yeah. that's what the Lord's pushing on me every single day. Amen, brother. That's good, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, so so as we close, man, where can people find the album? Where can they find your writing? Um, just kind of real quick, tell them where they can find you and and everything, anything you do. So you can find me on Facebook. If you look up Chris Jones, the C H R Y S. You can find me on Twitter, Chris, C-H-R-Y-S underscore Jones. I'm on Instagram, but I don't use it, but it's uh, Chris Beats, C-H-R-Y-S Beats. You can find my music on pretty much every outlet. Still waiting on iTunes for Trinity, but it's on Spotify, Google Play Music, YouTube, Bandcamp if you want to purchase it. We've got hard copies as well. You can contact me on Facebook for that. Um, And then writing-wise, I'm at dwellwithchrist.com. That's my main place that I write at. So you can subscribe to that, which I would really appreciate. And I'll be hopefully getting some blogs out in August. I've kind of taken the summer off to focus on music, so I'm going to try to get back to that. Yeah, that's good, man. Man, Chris, thank you for your time, man. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, It's been a blessing for me, man. I hope that people listen, are encouraged and challenged and take heed, man. So thank you for your time, brother. 
Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on here. It's a blessing to finally chat with you, and uh, I follow you, your raps. I follow you as a writer, so keep it up, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Grace and peace, bro.